All right, guys, welcome to the Self Love Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And just as we do every week, I want you guys to just take the time to repeat after me. But if you have not done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode again. All right. So I want to really just dive in to introducing my guests, but let's take this time to repeat after me. I do not need to do what everyone wants me to do. I don't have to anticipate people's needs. I don't need anyone to approve of me. I don't have to explain myself. I don't need to feel guilty about my boundaries. I don't have to say yes if I want to say no. I don't need to feel bad for staying home. I don't have to overextend myself to be enough. I don't need to feel the way someone else feels. I don't have to minimize my emotions. I don't need to pretend I'm different than I am. I don't have to put others before myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. <clears throat> All right. So this week's special guest is the very reason why I ended up accepting my loose skin and stretch, stretch marks. Um, back after I had my firstborn Lincoln, I was, I went back to CrossFit and I felt lost for the, I mean, I felt lost just looking at myself. I didn't recognize who I was. I had this loose skin. I has these stretch marks, you know, from top to bottom. And I just felt out of place. Like I didn't belong. I wasn't like, I didn't find somebody that could relate to me. I mean, we see all these um, inspirational people, right, with CrossFitters and in the fitness industry. But what we don't see at all times is someone that looks like us. I mean, so I was just, in a sense, searching for someone that I can say, me too. Oh my gosh, that person looks like me. So, you know, I can inspire people, or maybe fitness is for me. I could do fitness, right? Um, so, anyway, I'm going to read you guys the post that. Uh, inspired me back into August 26 of 2016. And it says this hashtag real life. I'm a twin mom plus one. I have loose skin that I don't love, but that doesn't keep me from loving myself or loving my life. I think as a woman, we are so critical of ourselves. It doesn't help that we see perfect women in magazines, Photoshop like crazy, leading us to believe we should be flawless no matter our circumstances. I am far from perfect, but I work my butt off. Regardless of my stretched out skin and separated abs, my hard work still shows. Posting photos, showing my imperfections, making makes me a little nervous sometimes, but I love when I see women I look up to that have things like mama skin, similar to me. It just helps remind me that no one is perfect and that is what makes life beautiful. So by posting this, I hope I can inspire you to put in the work regardless of your insecurities and see what happens. You will probably surprise yourself in a good way and realize you are strong, powerful, and deserve to be loved regardless of your flaws. I also hope it helps you realize that we all have imperfections and that's pretty damn awesome. Life would sure be boring if everyone looked the exact same way. So with me today, I have head coach and CEO of Hungry Fitness and also you fittest um, 
well, CrossFit Games, right? The fittest team mm-hmm. in 2017, Miss yeah. Michaela North. Welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. And really, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've been, and I'm going to start crying, but I've been wanting to reach out to you and tell you how much you have impacted and inspired and changed my life because because of you I'm standing right here and like embracing who I am even on the the days that are the hardest to get through it just reminds me that of your story and how far you've come and you've really inspired so many using your platform and so many women and really empowering them and it's people like you and women like you that change the world well, that is a large compliment. <laughs> that's, that's very humbling to hear. And I, I feel the same way about you. Um, I love seeing your posts and I also love reading your thoughts and your words. And you just do such a great job of, of showing up and, and also expressing your feelings. And they always resonate with me. So I, I'm equally inspired by you. So I Thank you. I was honored to be able to chat today. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where you want to start. I know postpartum for you personally, that changed a lot and helped you to really see and appreciate what your body does for you. Um, And that women are so incredible. Our bodies go through so much change, but also um, you recently, not so too long ago, had surgery to repair you know, the changes. Um, and I, I actually don't want to say too much because I really want you to share that part of the story mm-hmm. and kind of go in depth because we've never had anyone on here to share that. And most importantly, it's because I had reached out to you not too long ago and telling you that I feel like the stretch marks and loose skin are a part of my identity. And I don't know how I would feel about that changing. And you pretty yeah. much summed it up perfectly when you said that you know, it's just an evolution of our bodies. It's the next chapter, it's change. And I was beautifully said, and it's kind of like, you're right. So wherever you feel comfortable starting. um, Yeah. 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 Well, I just want to say first, hearing you talk about um, seeing another woman, you know, that you could relate to, I, it just kind of made me think through my history, uh, just in life um, as a woman and how that can be so helpful. I remember just growing up, I've always been really muscular. And so it kind of just made me think about just my past and how that started out always feeling really negative to me. Like I always had way bigger legs than my friends, bigger legs than like the boys at school and they'd make comments. And I was really self-conscious about my muscular body until I started, you know, in sports. And even though I still looked differently than a lot of the other women, even in, in college track and field, like I, I still looked a little bit different than my teammates did. Um, just a lot more muscular development. Like I've always something I've had. And so when I joined CrossFit, I remember having a moment of like, oh my gosh, these are my people. Like I see so many bodies that look like mine. And it's so fun to just see these women out there that are so strong and, um, muscular and capable and like just showing that proudly. And, it just felt so nice to see that. Um, and then fast forward postpartum, right? I felt like my body was completely foreign. And I, I went from feeling so connected to this large population of um, women to feeling just like you, like, oh, am I even allowed to be like seen as an athlete now? Because I look nothing like 
these women do. Like I have this belly that's sticking out and, you know, and, and I had people, I mean, I was pregnant for a period of time, but still my diastasis, like it's, it's noticeable. Right. And so, um, after that, it kind of hit me like, okay, well, I, no one else gets to tell me if I'm an athlete or not. Like it's my work. It's my hard work that shows that. And it's my, right. my abilities and my capabilities. And so I was like, I'm just going to put in the work and, and just not worry about how I look and, and I can be what, you know, whatever I want to be as an athlete and went on to do really big things in the CrossFit field, even though I had that happening. And there were definitely like hard moments for me through that, but I feel like that work and that's where I can relate to you now, that work I put in, in that way of focusing on what I was capable of mm -hmm. um, and treating my body like an athlete regardless is what helped me really embrace what it looks like um, and appreciate it for all that it had been through, uh, through pregnancies. And that was really rewarding, but it also shifted my identity and like in really embracing that made me kind of feel like it was a part of my identity. So when I went to decide to get abdominal surgery um, and bring my, so I had about a six to eight, mil, a six to eight centimeter gap between my oh. rectus abdominis re, um, muscles. So pretty big, like I could put my whole hand in between. And I, so I knew I was something, you know, I talked to lots of PTs, just kind of everyone, doctor, everyone. And everyone said that when I was done having kids, um, really, if I wanted that repaired, it would need to be surgically repaired. And so when Scotty was about a year old, I started really researching that and looking into it. And it was, um, I had that same feeling, like I almost didn't go through with it because I had that moment of like, does this mean I don't love myself? Does this mean I don't accept my body? Um, and I, after talking to people that, you know, I'm really close to, um, they kind of helped me to see that, no, like, I think it's, it's, it's not about what you're doing, right. It's more about the why behind it. And I think had I gotten that surgery right after, um, when I was just felt like desperate to be myself again in that way. And I didn't go through kind of all the ebbs and flows of like, acceptance and respect, um, then it maybe wouldn't have been a good idea for me. But, but after going through multiple years of, of, I think really learning to respect my body, um, when it came time and I was like the right timing, uh, for surgery, I decided that it, it didn't need to be my identity. Um, it didn't need to be something I was always kind of thinking about and like dressing for and conscious of, and like changing that and getting that surgery uh, didn't mean that I didn't love my body or respect my body. It, um, it, could, it could still be the right choice for me. And I think the main, the main piece that helped me too is remembering like that surgery wasn't gonna make my body perfect either. Yeah. Uh, so it's, 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 you're always gonna have things that, that maybe we aren't as thrilled about with our bodies that we don't love. And we're going to have things that we do really love about our bodies um, as well. And it's complicated, but I think uh, really internalizing that just as my, my belly didn't define who I was before, it doesn't define who I am now either. So it's, it's, I know it's so interesting that just one body part can just cause so much. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, <laughs> um, it's true. internal dialogue, you know, and, and stress for so many, like it's, yeah. yeah so yeah. very, a lot of word vomit at you, but hopefully that kind of makes, there's no, makes some sense in there. I feel like we, especially as women, like we identify ourselves or just, or define ourselves, identify ourselves just as our outer appearance. Yeah. Um, and it has a lot to do what we're, we were thrown at and what we're fed. And it's still, you see it nowadays, it's even more complex in a way where you have these filters or you have different things from social media and like what you're yeah. feeding yourself and when you're having, you know, thrown to you left and right. Like if you look like this then that's perfection, if you look like that, then obviously you have to get that changed or altered. Um, and it's just, I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine yesterday. I was like, I am so glad that I didn't have filters when I was in elementary oh, and high gosh. school and element, you know, middle school. Cause I'm not sure how I would have turned out. Um, cause you're already, already look at myself. I'm like, man, I've done a lot of internal healing, but if that was thrown in the mix, um, I'm not even sure. And it's like, now I have to look at my kids, especially my daughter. And I'm like, I have to figure out a way where she doesn't identify with herself as it's perfection. If you're filtered or if you have to look at this way, it's just us as women, we, you know, put so much on our plate when we allow that negativity and, you know, we're consumed by it. But, um, I feel like you going from, you know, the CrossFit games and well, just the CrossFit and, you know, entirely. And now you've built this entire company with hungry fitness. Um, but in a sense, tell us a little bit about that, because I know you're on a mission to also empower women, um, and really change their lives and make them see that they're, they're more than, um, you know, I feel like your whole program in a sense is like, really, it's, it's also a mental growth aspect that they're more than just, um, what their appearance looks like. It's like in a whole sense, it's like a self, a lot of self-awareness, a lot of self-love, um, self-acceptance. And really that's what changes lives. It's not just the before and after photo. Yeah, I, um, I started, so I started nutrition coaching about 10 years ago. And I also kind of right around the same time I started competing in CrossFit and I think both kind of side by side in CrossFit, like I really wanted to share my journey. It was really important to me to share that journey to just show women that you can set goals. You can, you know, push yourself to achieve things that you're really passionate about and feel really good about that. And so I wanted to share that. And also just that we're so much stronger and more capable than we could, we ever give ourselves credit for yeah. as well. And then alongside that, um, I was really passionate. I've always been really passionate kind of about nutrition because I, I, I felt really empowered through weightlifting, but I have seen and felt the biggest shift when taking care of my body in regards to, you know, what I'm consuming. And also over the last decade in working with clients, women, especially, I think I feel very passionate about working with just because I think I can relate to them. And, um, but seeing so many women try so many extreme things and treat their bodies in a way that is so harmful just because of all of the noise out there and because they feel like that's and it's that's what they should do or that's how they're going to get the results that they feel like 
they want. Um, it's been so gratifying to show women that, you know, they don't need to be seeking out quick fixes and they can really fuel their body for their lives. And, and, and also, you know, through food and lifestyle feel their best, like feel more energy, increase libido, actually see how their body thrives when they're getting enough. Um, and then, you know, whatever their goals are, whether that's building mass, building muscle, fat loss, performance, just general, like energy, just feeling their best, uh, giving, showing them how to look holistically at their body and their biofeedback and make adjustments so that they, they can feel really empowered in the long run when they're done with coaching, like they understand the why there and they are able to feel empowered in knowing that they can have sustainable success and it doesn't have to be extreme. And so that's something I'm really passionate about and my coaches are really passionate about on my team. And so we do spend a lot of time with our clients just providing education because really I feel like through learning is where that empowered feeling comes from. Like the more information you have and that's actual like evidence-based, yeah. the more you're going to be able to advocate for yourself. And then also we, um, we're really big on communication too. So providing a lot of support and communication so that our clients trust us and then giving them the education they need so that they can make decisions because they are the experts on their body. We can give them the information and then they can decide like, okay, um, based on all of these considerations, like I think this is the best choice for me. And so a lot of times clients come to us and we do have to work on a lot of things outside of diet, um, like sleep, stress, and just mindset, because that all plays into, you know, how our bodies are going to respond as well. Right. Right. Uh, so, do you, yeah. from your clients just, do you think mindset has a lot more to do with it? I feel like that's something that, you know, we tend, if gym lovers or workout, mm -hmm. you know, we tend to think like that's going to fix our issues when in reality it doesn't, <laughs> that's not the case. I mean, let's be yeah. realistic. If we don't work on us first, lifting the weights, isn't gonna, you know, change anything up here. Yeah. That's something we usually talk about. Like when I, when we do, when clients come in and they do, um, an application, they fill out kind of like what they want to accomplish. And a lot of people will talk about, you know, I want, I want to look at photos and be happy with what I see, or I want to lose X amount of weight, or I want to feel good in my skin. And so I, I, I jump on calls with people, um, initially to kind of talk through their application and then pair them with who I think would be the best fit on their team. Talk about like what coaching looks like and see if it's a good fit. And usually when we kind of talk through their goals, we get a lot deeper, like talking through, okay, um, let's think about this. Like, do you really think losing 10 pounds or losing 15 pounds is going to all of a sudden switch that in your mind? And you're going to just love how you look in photos. I can tell you it's not, you know, so talking through that and actually getting to the bottom, like, tell me more, like, why don't you like what you look like in your photos right now? And, and just digging deeper. Usually our surface goals are, are not actually our goals. They're so much deeper than that. And so if we can get to the, the root of that, like really, maybe it comes down to just, they want the confidence that they're treating their body well. And, and talking about that, like, I'm sure you've experienced that, you know, where 
however long, like when you are treating your body well and eating in a way that supports energy levels and like you feeling your best and moving in a way that supports you feeling your best, like all of a sudden you can look in the mirror, it's been four days and you're like, oh, I look great. And (laughs) your body hasn't changed at all, but your confidence has changed because because now you, you trust yourself and you can, you trust your ability to keep a commitment to yourself. So that's like a big part of it too, I think is starting small with habits so that you can build that trust with yourself. And that breeds so much confidence, like in every area of your life. And so I just, I think that I get really excited when, when clients have that light bulb moment, because that confidence carries over into, you know, how they do business, how they just, how they feel about themselves, even if they haven't even seen any movement on the scale or, you know, any change in their physique, like they are looking at their body in a different way. And and I was actually just listening. I don't know if you listen to Jay Shetty. He's like my favorite, but he was just interviewing Mel Robbins on one of, on his podcast. And they were talking about, um, in his book, he references the dust in the mirror. Like when you look mm-hmm. in the mirror and it, it, it was dusty in his book, he's talking about a story and she t- talks about it on the podcast, how, um, just wiping that dust away is what most of us need to do to like actually be able to see ourselves. And she was talking about on the podcast, how, when she looks in the mirror, she asks herself, like, instead of picking herself apart and thinking about all the things that she doesn't like about herself which can be easy to do. Right. Mm -hmm. She, she instead, well, she gives herself a high five, which is really cute, but she often, you have to listen to the podcast to hear about that. (laughs) But, um, but she talks about how she just asks herself, like, instead of doing affirmations or anything, she just looks herself in the eye and asks herself, how can I show up for you today? And I just thought that was so cute. Like, how can I show up and support you? Um, and she says, she doesn't even really see herself as a body anymore. Like it's like, her soul. Like, how can I support you today with whatever it is that you're going through? Um, and just kind of like giving, I think it, hearing it phrased like that just allows you to give yourself empathy, I think, and like Mm -hmm. see yourself, how you would see a friend or your child or your spouse, like if they were going through a hard time or whatever it is, you know, if they needed a pep talk. And so Um, I just love that, like not trying to be something you aren't or putting yourself down, but just, okay, here's where I'm at today. Like, how can I show up for you? How can I support you today? I just thought that was really good. Yeah, that's powerful. I've never heard it phrased that way, but to look at yourself, like, because in a sense, I mean, you're there for your present self, but you're also healing your past, even though you're, that shouldn't be your identity. Um, a lot of us are still trying to heal from that, but, you know, I feel like even mm-hmm. showing up for yourself is going to better for your future self. Um, so yeah, that's a, right. Yeah. That's different. I think either way, right. You can go out in the world and you can tear yourself down while you're doing it, or you can, you know, try to like, try to pep yourself up. Um, but I think just like support, like, how can I support mm. you today? It doesn't feel like you're trying to create any, uh, enthusiasm, maybe that you don't have, but more just how, like, what do I need to, you know, maybe just how, just how you would support like your child, if they were yeah. nervous about their day or they were having a rough time and, um, and just seeing yourself as trying, like I might, I might've made a mistake or I might be having a hard time right now, but I'm, I'm trying and I'm showing up and that's right. really amazing. And how can I 
help my, support myself while I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. And then I heard one, what is his name? Oh, I mean, I can't, um, Jordan Peterson. He said, treat yourself like you were someone you were tasked to help. And I was like, yeah, like if we took more time to treat ourselves like some, like, Hey, Michaela, I have to help you be the best self, be, you know, to help you show up as your best self, like talk to yourself like that. How would you, what would you tell the other person? And I had a talk. Um, I recorded a podcast two weeks ago and I have was negative Nancy that day. And then once we got <laughs> off the recording, she goes, okay, what would you tell me at this very moment if I was talking like that? And then I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Uh, so like, I'm literally telling her and then she's like, okay, you just told yourself. She's like, now go write it down. But it's like those little moments and you realize like, it's just words. It's just taking the time to rearrange these words into sentences that really uplift you and bring positivity rather than go straight to, you know, uh, negativity and be consumed by that because our mind mm-hmm. will always lean towards the negative than the positive, yeah. because we are just built that way. We not to say that we're Debbie downers, but in a sense, the human mind is, it just gravitates to negativity, to comfort just because it's easier. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, um, but I love going back to your business, I love that you incorporate the mindset because we have a lot of diet culture, uh, where we tend to just tell the person here, take this, um, you eat this and this and this, and then you'll lose 15, 20 pounds, but we need to do more than just that. It takes more than just a sheet of paper. That's going to change someone's life. So the fact that you've built this community and you're incorporating a, you know, um, transition and mindset and growth and really giving your community, your clients, you know, and advocating for them in a sense, that's what's going to change them. And that's, what's going to trickle down where it's really just a domino effect where they have now the power and education to change someone else's life. And then it just trickles down. And that's what creates, you know, last change for a lifetime. Um, so sorry about that. But anyway, yeah. And in regards to, I had a question and if you want to pause, you can, if you want. Oh, she's fine. She can. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, Not always, but today. Yes. And so, but I did have a question. How would you separate being with, in regards to self-love and working out, where do you draw the line between this is selfish of me? And, you know, and I have this question a lot come up as from moms all the time, because it's like, I'm putting all this energy into myself. I normally, you know, I have something that I can continuously tell them. Cause obviously if I'm better, I show up better for my kids, but where would you, what kind of advice would you give somebody? And that was one question I had particular for this podcast, because we all know that you have, you know, kids and you've done it all. I mean, you're talking about CrossFit, being a mom at the same time and really just transforming your body, you know, showing up for yourself, but where would you draw the line between that's 
and a lot of people confuse this, but that being self-centered, selfish, but mm-hmm. you know, in regards to self-love and self-acceptance, if that question makes sense. Like as far as time goes kind of away from kids or as far as, yeah, is that what you mean? Or as far yeah. as like the work you're doing and, and why, or the work you're doing and why, but also I feel like, well, this mom said both the work you're doing and why, and then, um, the energy you're putting into exercising versus mm-hmm. the energy you're putting into being a mom. Okay. Yeah. So I think as far as kind of the work goes, like with setting goals and doing those out of self-love or like, I need to set this goal so that my body can change. Um, I think that's a good question for me. I, I, I have been, I've had athletic goals almost my whole life. So, um, that's something that really drives me. Like I'm always wanting to see what I can achieve with my body. And, and I don't know if that's healthy. Like, you know, that might not always be healthy. And um, we all have different reasons, you know, like maybe even with CrossFit, like the reason why I loved CrossFit is because I was able to really see like what I was able to accomplish at the most, you know, how physically fit can I possibly be? And what can I accomplish with that? We're like, you know, my husband, for instance, if he was competing, he'd be like, I, how can I beat everyone? You know, how can I be first? Place? Like, he's really competitive and we just have totally different reasons. So like everyone could be doing the same thing in CrossFit and have totally different reasons why they're, why they're doing it. Right. And I don't think any reason is bad. I think it's more so just understanding your why <laughs> and owning that. Right. And, and then knowing what that means. Like, um, for me, I, I don't know, I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm like a total achiever performer. And so sometimes I have to think about, okay, wait, do I want this goal, this, this achievement, whatever it is, or am I just doing it? Cause it's expected of me or because maybe I think other people will, you know, think that that's great. Or so that's something I have to consider on my end is like, is this something I really want and why? And that tells me more about if it's, you know, coming from a place of self-love, I guess, or more like I will be loved when I do this. And so I think both of those are things that I have considered a lot more in my adult years. And, um, and then on the parent, on like the motherhood side, I mean, that's always going to be an ebb and flow thing. Right. So when I decided to compete in CrossFit, my twins were, um, you know, well, honestly, like when, when they were in my belly, I knew I wanted to compete. And so I had them and I had a training plan and I was like determined and ready to do that. And then I got pregnant, um, six months after I had them or seven months, I, sorry, eight months after I had them with Jack and I didn't know I was pregnant for six months. So I was able to compete, um, in CrossFit and in weightlifting, uh, up until about six months pregnant. And then I had him and I knew I wanted to compete again. And so I, I was really, determined in that sense to compete. And that meant I scaled back on a lot of other things like, um, coaching. I was writing programming up, uh, before, like, you know, up till that time for clients, like writing exercise programs, training programs. And I was also nutrition coaching. I was working in the gym. So when I decided to compete, I knew something had to give there. So I moved to online only for coaching. And then I, um, cut back on writing programming. I stopped doing that and just did nutrition coaching, but I didn't advertise. So it was just like, as I could take on clients, I would, you know, I only took on a certain amount. And so 
as far as work goes, like work really took a back seat so I could be present in motherhood mm -hmm. and still do what I was most passionate and excited about. And obviously it's going to look different in every stage with kids. And then also with your family situation. So in my case, Craig was pretty flexible. So I could go early mornings before the kids woke up, he could do breakfast and then I could bring them to the gym. Our gym had childcare. So I could bring them there and I had little babies. And so they just went where I went and it worked where now, um, I, it would be different if I were to compete now, my kids would not want to go to childcare at the gym. So it was like, if I decided to compete in CrossFit, it would look way different. And likely I wouldn't be able to do team because I would need to travel to go work out with the team. And like, that wouldn't work at this stage of life for me. And I feel really good about that. Like I have accepted that and I'm able to put a lot more into my work now over the last few years because I'm no longer, you know, giving all of that time and energy to competing and nor do I really want to. So I think as my goals and, and working, I can work from home. I can kind of work in between the cracks. I can work out in my garage, like where my older kids are, they don't care. And Scotty can still join me. So <laughs> I've kind of had to shift and change as I've had different goals. And then also if I, as I've been in different stages of motherhood um, where now, like I could drive, we live in a different place. So I could drive to go work out at the gym, but I don't really, you know, it's not worth my time with my little one where before it was fine. So it's, it kind of just, you know, I, I, I don't know if that answers your question. And I will say this too, there, no matter what you're doing, if you're really passionate about it, you're not going to feel like you are able to give hundred percent to everything all the time. So when I was competing in CrossFit, like when I was training I had a pretty good routine, I felt really good. I got in that quality time with my kids and I got my training in, but once we were in season, like it was totally out of balance. You know, there was lots of times where I felt like I was failing as a mom or as a wife um, or with my training. And it was a short period of time, but it, it was just that I was out of balance for a period of time in order to achieve that. And same with work. Like there's been times now with my business where, you know, I've had to take calls with kids on my lap or I've had to, you know, juggle things in a way that like, maybe I, I wouldn't have preferred and my kids wouldn't have preferred, but then we're also able to spend quality time together outside of that because I am at home. And, and so there's, you know, there's kind of always going to be a give and take and periods where things are out of balance and you have to evaluate, like, is this the right path that I'm on? Um, or do I need to shift and like change my goals? And we talk about that with our clients all the time. Like maybe you want to see fat loss. Um, but when we really look at your life, like you are not in a good place to add that stress right now. So let's talk about how we can, you know, change your current like life situation yes. and eliminate stress and like really bring in more self-care so that you are in a place where you can be more resilient in a fat loss phase. Um, same goes with, with work and fitness and motherhood. Like there's periods of time where maybe workouts take a backseat and you are just walking with your baby in the stroller, or, you know, maybe you're able to like train for something really big and exciting and that's going to take some sacrifice, but it's, you're able to make it work in that stage. So I think just knowing that whatever stage you're in, just doing what you can to show up for yourself, because that's going to make you a happier, better mom for your kids. And that showing up for yourself, like 
that could be, that could look a million different ways. And only you are going to know what the right balance is for you, because we are all different as mothers. We all have different um, home situations. We all have different, you know, financial situations, living situations, children needs, and no, you know, no mother is the same. And so knowing what the right, like, don't look to other people as far as like, oh, that's how it should be as far as mm-hmm. balance goes. Cause first of all, we only see a small portion of other people's lives. Yes. And, and I think just having people you're close to, to talk through those things with can be, that's probably the one thing I would say is, you know, people that you, that you trust to like, give you that feedback and help you kind of decide with what's best for you. And then also just knowing that you, you know, like, you know, what the answer is. You just have to trust, trust in that and like be willing to check in with yourself regularly on that too. Yeah. I love that you're always so authentic and vulnerable and really honest because like you hit the nail on the next question I was going to say, because you had said kind of when you were in the middle of the conversation that you didn't always feel like you were the best mom or the best wife, like you were maybe lacking in your, in your workouts. And that's the reality of it is that we don't, we look at these CrossFit competitors or these fit, these athletes or these fitness in the fitness industry. And we think that they have it all together all the time, especially (laughs) moms. And, um, I know for the longest time, even before I had kids, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like if I ever had kids, I couldn't do this. Oh my goodness. And then when you're put in the, in, in the position of doing it, you realize that you can make it work. And that's the thing that that's the question I get the most is like, Oh, how do you make it work as a mom? Like, how do you even find time to work out? it's like when you're passionate about something, but also trying to, you know, and I feel like that's where the why comes in. Obviously I want to be healthy for them, but I need my mental clarity. You know, I need my mental health at the top. You know, I need to be at the top of my game because if not, I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to drive them crazy. (laughs) Um, So we find ways to make it work, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't look, it's not, it doesn't look perfect. I mean, there's times where I'll hit the garage and it's like seven o'clock after soccer practice, because that's the only time I had. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like we tend to think it has to look a certain way in order for it to qualify as fitness. Um, When in reality, it's not, it's whatever you make of it. Um, Even if it's like a, maybe a 10, 15 minute wad. Um, But then even having it, I think, you know, especially when it's in the garage, it makes it a little easier. I know for me, it does. It takes too much time for me to drive 20, right. 30 minutes down the road and then back. And then by the time, you know, it, I'm gonna go it. pick up the kids. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and it's like, no offense to anyone. It's like, no. I love where I used to go. It's just too far for me. I have mm-hmm. kids are in school now. Things are different. And like you said, it's a different stage of life and you just evolve with that stage. You just have to change. And I love that you're always so authentic about that because we all need to realize that it's not just the photos we see on social media. That's not their life. They're only showing you snippets. Right. And this is a reality where it's like, we don't always get, have the sitter. My husband's not always here. And sometimes uh-huh. Lillian is sitting on my lap. <laughs> But we make it work like you. There's just if you if something like you said, if that's a goal of yours or, you know, that's something you're very passionate about. You're going to find things to make work. You're going to navigate through those times. You'll find the answer, but you have to be willing 
and you have to put in that effort on your end. Um, because really when you love something enough or that's your goal, you're not going to find an excuse. You're going to be self-disciplined. You're going to be determined to make it work. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean it's going to be easy yeah. for sure. And I think also if something isn't working, like if, if it, if it's continuously not working, then that's a really, just a great opportunity for learning and reflection. Like, okay, I have this goal um, and, it, and I'm not doing it consistently, consistently. So what, what needs to change here? Do my expectations need to change or do I need to like adjust my life so that I can really make this a priority? And I think a lot of times it's a combination of both, right? Um, in your case, like 7 PM with the workout, like probably your expect your, your goal is probably like, I want an hour of quiet time. I'm going to really push my threshold. Like I'm going to get so much out of my, my CrossFit workout or my weightlifting session. The reality is you probably have 30 minutes. You have a kid screaming, someone else needs dinner and you are exhausted because it's the end of the day and you would much rather be sitting down and watching TV, but like you made that commitment to yourself. So, okay, 15 minutes, I'm going to just do what I can here and call it good. And like, that's a huge win. So I think having expectations so that you can feel accomplished with whatever it is that's going to be your best in that day, in that moment, in that season of life and being really proud of that. And I think also too, sometimes that means not doing the workout. Uh, Maybe that's the best thing for you in that moment too. And so I think knowing like when to push and when to when to, you know, practice self-care in a more restorative way. Um, and you learn that, you learn that by showing up every day and continuing with that consistency. Like you learn what your body needs. And I think that's probably the biggest self-love thing you can do is knowing and listening to your body and tuning in with what you need, like what's going to be the best for you right now. And, and also with a long term in mind, and that could be different every day. Right. Right. That can change in, in a minute, in a heartbeat. It really uh-huh. can. <laughs> but um, my question to you is when I know we kind of, I took that post and read it, but really what was the turning point in your life that made you realize that change needed to occur to become a better you and to really just love yourself and accept yourself. I know I read that post, but when I had asked you this um, in the questionnaire, you kind of hit on something else. So, um, if you want to share about that, gosh, I feel like there hasn't been like a, like a really pivotal moment for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been so many moments over the course of my life from, and I think the biggest piece really is deciding that I, I can like, I can be different and I can tune out what I'm supposed to be like, or look like, or act like. Um, and I think with age that has helped like with just more life experience. Um, but I think also too, motherhood has been a big piece of that for me, like knowing, you know, that I have little people that I care so much about. And like, I want them to show up for themselves every day and believe in themselves and like, keep that confidence that they're born with um if if I can just help them keep that like I'll be so successful as a mom because it's so easy to let everyone in right Mm. and I actually just did this last year I just did yoga teacher training um and I felt like my biggest takeaway from that was just 
finding opportunities for stillness so that I can tune into myself and access and actually ask myself, like, what do I think? What do I believe? How do I feel? Because that's all that matters. And so I think the more, and it's something I'm always working on, I'm terrible at it. Like I love to go a million miles a minute and not sit still and not tune in. Um, and I'm kind of a people pleaser. So I'm always assessing like the room and how everyone's yeah. responding. And I loved your affirmations, by the way, on that. Um, and so thinking less about others, uh, I had a kind of a quote that's been a favorite of mine this year is I can choose, like I can disappoint, I can disappoint other people or I can disappoint myself. And wh which one is going to cause, you know, to, to leave me in a better place in the long run. And I think the way to not disappoint yourself is to tune in and, and support yourself and ask yourself like what you need to be your best and, and know that that's, that's probably going to disappoint people and people are going to have thoughts about that. And, um, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you are showing up for yourself. And I think that is to me, you know, loving yourself. And that's kind of the definition of that. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you, not that the pandemic has been good at all, but I feel like in that, that was a really, I guess maybe that was one of those moments for me where I could find more stillness to really take that time. Um, and it was, it's been so nice to do that because it it allows me to just show up in the world from a more grounded place because I am more in tune with myself I love that I love that I feel like the pandemic if it taught us something it was to control the things within your control um, and yeah. really to really just narrow down on that because we weren't in control of, we can't go to change government policies. We no. can't control what's going on in different States, even in, you know, wherever you even live, family you, you can't control. Or yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. You can't, you cannot, <laughs> yes, you can't That's change it. other pe person's thought process. No, but you are in control of you and your actions and how you show up for yourself every day. And I feel like I totally can agree with you on the pandemic that I have, I have always been the kid on the go, like, you know, with sports and doing this, this, that even as a parent, I'm just like trying to pile on Where can I, uh -huh. you know, I'm a soccer coach. <laughs> and what else can I do with my kids? Let's do gymnastics dance. We're always on the go. Um, but mindfulness, like really oh. tuning in, being self-aware, how do I feel today? What can I change? Um, and even just those, you know, tuning in where you, where you feel anxious, where you feel like, okay, let me call my breathing. What can I, where can I be better? Um, what can I control today? What needs to be changed, but not getting overwhelmed. Um, and just, you know, finding just like you said, stillness in, in every aspect of your life and just being self-aware at every moment, because I feel like that's a big one for a lot of us that we're not self-aware. So we just let life go by and we live through the motions and really we don't, we miss out on so much. Mm -hmm. And so that, I, I really believe that, that, you know, there's goodness in everything. I mean, we can't just be Debbie Downers and say, oh, all last year, you know, that sucked for all of us. Like there was some good, you just had to find it. And a lot of that had to do with slowing down. Hey, yeah. It was kind of like life throwing us a curveball and saying, 
why don't you maybe spend time with family, spend time with your kids some more, spend time with yourself some more. And then, you know, building from that. And I, I, I love that you said that because it is, um, we, we have to just be able to find good in certain situations, especially those that we can't control. Um, but in regards to that, do you, I know you have to leave soon, but what practices do you do? Do you do, I know you say you do a lot of stillness, but what practices do you try to do on a daily basis to make sure that you tune in with yourself? I love that. I think for me, like movement, you know, what, what movement is going to support me today. And so that Mm -hmm. might look like a yoga class or a bike ride or being outside in nature or lifting weights. And it kind of just depends. I actually really love this stage, not competing right now because I don't have to stick to a certain agenda. I can kind of just, what do I feel like doing today? And so it's been really fun um, to kind of be at this stage of my life where my fitness is just supporting me and I don't have to stick to a certain plan, but so movement, I would say is number one, um, whether it's lifting weights or running or whatever it is that has always helped me find like be present in the moment. Um, and I feel like after I do move or exercise, um, or even if it's just going on a walk, I'm able to have a shift in perspective and, you know, I still have all the same things on my mind, like the same worries. Yeah. Um, but then after I feel like I can just see things a little bit more clearly and objectively. And so that's, that's something I feel really blessed to have learned young. Um, and it's, some, and it's why I, it's my why, you know, when it comes to fitness for sure. Um, and then gratitude, like simple things, trying to find just gratitude, just a couple of things every day that I am really thankful for. And they're usually really basic, small things, um, which helps to remind me that that is like, that is what makes us happy. Right. It's usually the simple things. And yeah. um, so the, that, and then for me, something I am working on is daily meditation and breath work. I, it's my forever thing. I'll probably always be working on it, <laughs> but it is something I do, especially when I would say maybe not daily, it, that's my goal. But, um, if I am feeling anxious, like, okay, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to breathe. And just even just as simple as like five minutes of just tuning into my breath and maybe a couple affirmations. And that helps me a lot as well. Just feeling more grounded and like, I, I can do whatever it is that I you know need to do that day. And always, also, even though it's not healthy, lighting a candle. <laughs> I, yeah. I like, if you, if, I, if you see me lighting a candle, you know that I'm like, I'm having an intentionally good day. So yeah, those ones are yeah. probably key. Oh, I love that. Kids. I love that. I just took on meditation, uh, like really narrowed down on it and understanding my breathing. And I like to do the one in the shower and it's from mm-hmm. 10% Happier, the app. And where I convert the hot water into cold, but still maintain the same breath. Ooh, and, I love um, that. Yeah. I love and active meditation yes, like that. Where yes. I have like something I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it makes you just in tune with your body and really just learn to control yourself. Because most of us would be like, ah, it's cold. Like, yeah. shut it off. But that's just I'm like. to look that one up. Contr- yes. Yeah. It's so it's five minutes. Literally, you just, it yeah. takes you down and it's telling you to feel the stream of water down your body and like 
maybe the different change of pressure of the water or imagine the water like as a as it's massaging your body and Mm -hmm. then in that instant it says to convert the water into cold and maintain the same breath and it's like I've come to this place where it's like just peaceful still. I know the water is cold, but it's just maintaining <laughs> that same breath. And there's sometimes yeah. where I'm like, breath, breath in, breath out, <laughs> where I'm just like, okay, I need to control this. But I love that. I love that so much. Um, all right. Yeah. So I know you have to leave soon, but um, I have one question for you. Will we be seeing you in the future in the games? Oh gosh, I don't know. That's definitely to be determined. <laughs> Not right now. I actually have kind of been toying around with doing a half Ironman because it just sounds yeah. fun oh. to do something that's like physically challenging, but but I have no expectations where I feel like if I'm going to do something in CrossFit, like I'm going to win, like yeah. my goal is to win. And yeah. so I, I don't really feel the desire to put myself in that place right now, but I do feel like, oh, I'm in a good place to where I want to do something physical again. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at maybe potentially doing something like that, which is not in my wheelhouse. Obviously I'm like weightlifting is definitely my thing. So it would be challenging, but a little more variety than just running a race. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about right now, but never say never because I'm pretty easily talked into things that in regards to like fitness. So we'll, see. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, that you inspire so many and it's not just moms like myself. It is women across the globe. So what you're doing, trust me, it does not go unnoticed. Um, I've noticed you since back in 2016 and I'm telling you the growth and just how much you blossom has been incredible to watch. And just, you know, thank you for, you know, giving us that time where it's like, you know, I feel like Instagram's like a journal. You're really giving an insight into your life and your vulnerability and strength has literally moved mountains and has helped other women um, accept themselves and just love themselves and be okay about the changes of, you know, their body and be okay with that stage and um, inspire others. Because when you inspire somebody, somebody else has now the strength to inspire another and it really just trickles down and um, it's just amazing to watch. So I thank you. But um, also before we leave you, where can they find you and are you taking on new clients? And if so, where can they, you know, apply or where can they find that information? Yes. So you can find me on hungry fitness on Instagram. And as far as kind of business side, so hungryfitness.co, no M, and we are taking on one-on-one clients. We have an amazing team. So if you go to the website, you can read through bios of our team um, and coaches and kind of read through experience, education, see which co- coach you resonate with the most and who would be the best fit for you. We do one-on-one nutrition coaching. We also do workout programming. Um, so that's kind of our main thing is our coaching. But then we also have a subscription programming. Uh, which is hypertrophy based progressive overload with like a little bit of functional fitness mixed in. I love it. And so that's a, that's an option too. Um, and then we do a challenge group quarterly. That's like habits based. So we're in the middle of one right now. Our next one will probably be January. So I'll probably do a wait list kind of for the next one at some point. So that's an option as well. If you want to work on habits, nutrition, fitness, kind of all in one. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'll also have that in the synopsis. They know, and I'll also have that on my Instagram posts once this episode comes out. But if you guys don't already follow her, make sure you go follow her on Instagram. Um, You can literally look back on her posts and just see her transformation and how inspiring she's been (laughs) since day one. So really, I just love the way you use your platform. Continue to do so. I'm telling you, it's incredible. And we wish you all the best of luck in your business and everything you do in the future. Um, And maybe sooner or later, we'll see you in the CrossFit Games again. So (laughs) thank you, Michaela, for (laughs) joining us on the podcast. I'm going to chat for her with her for a second. You guys, um, let me just drop you off some discount codes and thank you for tuning in every week. And thank you for your love and support. It does not go unnoticed. We'll talk to you guys soon. If you have not heard so already, I am a legionnaire coach on the first form app. You can add the first, you can download the first form app on Apple store or Android, and you can add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com or Desiree Toppings, or at the underscore self-love effect. Add me, let's get your, let's get you going. Allow me to help you not just physically, but really mentally. And that's what I strive for to shift that mindset, to develop a stronger you where you're able to take on anything that comes your way because you have the confidence you need to get to your destination. Now, with that being said, we also have a link for the first form supplements. If you ever have any questions, please let me know. I am here to answer all your questions, first form related. Head on over to Born Primitive. If you have not done so already, their holiday collection is amazing. Get your hands on some holiday swag. And also the Allison and Scott collections are dropping December 8th. So if you have not signed up for VIP access, Get ready for December 8th. Set an alarm. You're not going to want to miss out. It is amazing. And I love Allison's designs. They make me feel confident and sexy and just beautiful while working out. Um, Wad and done. Save your hands from tearing. Make your hands uh, happy again by investing in grips and thumb grips. You can use discount code TREASURES10 at checkout. Maven Threads, get yourself some headbands by using Self Love Effect 15 at checkout. They have many different patterns to choose from. I love to use these during workouts, especially because I sweat so damn much. Last but not least, you can head on over to www.selfloveeffect.com shop and get yourself some Self Love Effect apparel for the podcast using code Self Love Effect. I love to see you guys all wearing your shirts and tagging me on social media. It just, it's awesome to see each and every one of you guys. So I appreciate each and every one of you have an amazing week and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.